Welcome to Twisted News, where every week we're keeping you up to date with some of the strangest and scariest stories happening all around the world. For today's episode, we're going to be looking at the mysterious and creepy case of a girl who was attacked near her home not just once, but twice. And in the second story, we're highlighting a terrifying story about a couple that, while hiking, fell victim to an evil and twisted plan. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Remember, you can always check out our Scary Mysteries YouTube channel if you'd rather watch these. And if you want even more stuff from us, check out our Everytown podcast. Now, get ready for Scary Mysteries Twisted News. Number one, the girl killed twice. Every day, there are people out there who are able to survive horrific ordeals. For those who believe in a higher power, these instances are usually considered miraculous. And that would have been the case for this first story, but something sinister seemed to envelop the case. And what's worse is that until today, who it was remains unknown. On October 19, 1984, in a neighborhood in Osaka, Japan, while playing outside, two-year-old Makiko Tuchiyama was seen lying unconscious in a drainage ditch not far from where she lived. There was visible bruising on her neck, and her family rushed her to the hospital to try to save her life. According to police investigations later, it was possible that the bruising she got was from being accidentally strangled by a vinyl strap on the door of their house. It sounded strange, Miraculously, she survived, and in no time, she was the lively girl she was once again playing outside just like any other kid her age. But something changed, and despite her being active and playful and still wanting to go outside, she refused to go anywhere near the area where she was found unconscious. Sadly, her happy life didn't last too long, because on November 24th at around 2 in the afternoon, Makiko's unconscious body was found once again in the same drainage ditch, laying face down. She had the same bruising on the neck, and, same with what happened the first time, she was immediately brought to the hospital. This time, though, and nine hours later, she was pronounced dead. Because of these strange circumstances, the police started to speculate differently, and further from the initial conclusion, which was that it was an accident. This time, they were considering the possibility that Makiko was murdered. There was also this curious incident involving Makiko's grandfather. Different sources provide different timelines, and it seemed like nothing came of it later on, but it was said that shortly after the incident, whether it happened after the first or the second was unclear, but Makiko's grandfather, who was at home in the same city, received a mysterious phone call around that time. On the other line was an inconsolable woman who was saying incomprehensible things. All the grandfather picked up from what she was saying was, I'm sorry, or excuse me. The call lasted for a couple of minutes with the grandfather trying his best to talk to and understand the woman, but she hung up the call after that. Investigators later speculated the possibility of a killer who waited for an opportunity to strike. This killer might have stalked Makiko from behind, which would explain why the child didn't have defense marks on her body. 
There was also other speculation that because it was almost impossible that the child was lured back to the same ditch, she was probably taken and murdered in a different place. Then, the killer dumped her body in that ditch afterward. It was also reported that days after her death, the grandfather, who received the previous phone call, would continue to receive more mysterious calls. And this time, however, he heard nothing but silence on the other end. The family of Makiko, as well as the police, never found out who the mysterious caller was. It was also never known whether the phone calls were connected to the crime. And what's worse, the police never got to solve the mystery surrounding Makiko's death. Up until today, they have no idea what actually happened to her and who is to blame. Must have been terrible for the Suchiyama family, as well as their friends and neighbors, knowing that something sinister had happened in their community involving an innocent two-year-old. The probable reason why Makiko still felt safe to play outside her house even after the first incident was because she could see her friends and neighbors playing outside as well. It was a disturbing case, but perhaps because the neighbors felt safe with each other, they didn't think this would happen again to poor Makiko, or to any other child really. The only difference was in the second incident, Makiko succumbed to her injuries. Number 2. Old Man Holds Hikers Hostage People who love to hike do it for various reasons. Some do it as a form of thrill-seeking, others do it as a form of exercise, as walking proves to be beneficial to one's health. And some go out and hike to explore nature and bond with like-minded friends. They all embrace the benefits of being outdoors, doing a healthy activity with company they enjoy. Usually hikers keep their guards down to enjoy the trail, and some are even making friends with fellow hikers along the way. However, this story is so bizarre that it may discourage other hikers, especially from making friends with other people along the trails. On the morning of June 17, 2022, an unidentified couple hiking in an area around South Oak Way and South Newcomb Way in Jefferson County, Colorado, probably didn't expect what would happen during that day. While walking, they saw an old man on the side of the road tying his shoelaces. They passed by him, but the man suddenly confronted the couple by pointing a gun at them. Terrified at the possibility of getting hurt or dying from the ordeal, the couple did as they were ordered. The wife was told to get down on the ground, and then the abductor tied a leash around her neck. After this was completed, he ordered the couple to walk away from the trail in an attempt to be away from other hikers. Luckily for the couple, another hiker saw what happened and immediately called 911, clearly relaying the events to the dispatcher as they unfolded. Before the abductor managed to lead them further away, the husband managed to wrestle the gun away from the old man. They managed to run away from him, narrowly escaping a successful kidnapping attempt and possibly even death. Thanks to the hiker who witnessed the ordeal, the police rushed to the scene and even came across the victims. Because of the gun, the officers initially thought they were the abductors, or one of them is. After everything was cleared out, it didn't take long for the cops to find the suspect, attempting to flee from the scene. 
When the police found him, the man took out his taser and pointed it at the cops. One officer fired a shot but missed, and another officer shot him with a taser, which subdued him and allowed him to get arrested. He was later treated at a hospital for his taser-related injuries. The abductor was then identified as Kerry Ensley, a 73-year-old real estate agent. And things get weird here because upon further investigations, it was discovered that Ensley and the woman were actually in a romantic relationship in the past from 2020 until around August of 2021. The couple was briefly separated during that period, with the wife staying at Ensley's home. The relationship, however, went south due to a history of harassment on Ensley's side, and police also found a number of police reports and a restraining order filed by the wife against Ensley. It was believed that Ensley did this in an attempt to intimidate the wife to drop the charges against his stepdaughter. Apparently, during the same month they separated, Ensley's stepdaughter broke the wife's phone and was later criminally charged by authorities. The couple said that the reason why they didn't recognize their attacker immediately was because he was in disguise. He wore a baseball cap and a prop beard during the ordeal. When the vehicle was located, they found binoculars, handcuffs, zip ties, along with blankets and pillows. Ensley was charged with kidnapping, menacing, and assault, to name a few. He was also found to be violating probation and a restraining order. For the couple, hiking probably became an activity they shared together to repair their relationship. So it's scary to think that something this sinister may have deprived them of that, all because of a man who thought he could do what he pleased to get his way. So there were a pair of the most disturbing news stories we have prepared for you. If you want to listen to more stories like these, stay tuned for other episodes. We also invite you to check out our other podcast called Every Town, where we dive deeper into stories just like this for your listening pleasure. Links are in the description box of the episode below. We'll see you again soon.